everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You guys found me at my little corner of the internet. This is the Heidi St. John podcast. And I want to thank you guys for joining me today at the intersection of faith and culture. Today, we're going to spend some time talking about an ugly skeleton in the closet of some homeschooling families around the United States. And it's coming out again, as it does every once in a while in the news. And we're going to talk about it today as we see more articles coming out from the Washington Post and a show on Amazon about shiny, happy people. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, I'm glad you guys have joined me. I'm going to jump right into this today because it's a topic that I think is needing to be addressed, and it's going to be obviously addressed all over the interwebs and the Twitterverse and all the other places where people with grudges go to unload them. Uh, there was an, someone just sent me the preview for a series that's coming out on the Duggars and the Bill Gothard movement and Michael and Debbie Pearl. And I think the uh, show is called Shiny Happy People. I watched the preview for it. Uh, the show, I think, comes out, I don't know, it's tomorrow or something like that. And so I haven't watched the show, but I did watch the preview and I wanted to talk about it for a moment because I think it's important that we address the elephant in the room. And the elephant is this. There are and have been some really stupid teachings that people have embraced over the years, homeschooling or not homeschooling, that have been tied to homeschooling. And the Bill Gothard is one of them. The Institute for uh, Basic Youth Principles I attended as a young girl with my family. They used to sell out the Coliseum in Portland, Oregon. And it was very much geared around this super authoritarian idea of what home should look like. And I remember because I grew up that way and my dad really liked that kind of teaching. He embraced it. Of course, I've told you before, I grew up in a very unhappy home that was ruled by fear in many, many ways. And it left quite an impression on me. And when I saw later on as a, and it wasn't a good one either. I should probably say that so you guys don't misquote me. (laughs) Uh, Bill Gothard was a creep. All right. His teaching, he took he took some things that were in the Bible and then he applied all of his interpretation to which much of it was extra biblical. And it did turn a lot of people away from following the Lord. I think it was injuring, particularly for women, as women were subjugated under this kind of teaching. It was very much based on rules. And you guys know, I've said this before many times, rules without relationship will almost always result in rebellion. And that's what we're seeing now, the fruit of this movement that wasn't good. The same thing is true for um, Mike and Debbie Pearl, who did a series called To Train Up a Child, horrifying stuff that takes a good principle in the word of God and just turns it into this hardcore legalistic, my way of the highway, if you're going to discipline a child, here's Michael Pearl showing you exactly how you do it from sunup to sundown. And it injures the parent's relationship with the child. It turns the parent into someone who's trying to to perform really for the sake of all the other parents that took that same class. And now here's how exactly how you do it. The same thing is true for growing kids God's way. Uh, and I saw some abuse come out of that, quite frankly. And now we're looking at the Duggars who were super fans of Bill Gothard and his warped way of, of uh, teaching. But it doesn't negate the word of God. So when the when the Bible is misapplied, When the Bible is taken out of context, when the heart of God is maligned and the word of God is distorted, you wind up with teachings 
like the Institute for Basic Life Principles, and you wind up with people who tell you that if you don't have 19 kids and counting, you're somehow doing something wrong. And eventually those people are going to say, hey, this is wrong. It injured me. And so I, for one, applaud that the people who were injured by Growing Kids God's Way or by the Duggars or by Michael and Debbie Pearl or by Bill Gothard and the Institute for Basic Life Principles, I have no problem with those guys coming forward and saying, this is garbage because it is. And I spoke to this years ago out on the homeschool circuit, but there is, there is a really important distinction. And I think this is where we need to be talking to paint the homeschool movement with this broad brush and say, this was, this is how all homeschooling is. This is homeschooling makes you into an island. Listen, my experience as a homeschool mom for over 25 years has been anything but that. Uh, We started homeschool cooperatives. We've started the Homeschool Resource Center here in Vancouver, Washington. I know hundreds, if not thousands, of families who are thriving in home education. And what you're going to see come out in the next several weeks as it drips out into the mainstream media and places like the Washington Post absolutely salivating over it because the homeschool movement is, first of all, a love your kids movement. And also, it's a freedom movement. And for the Washington Post, they ju- they're looking at this going, how can we injure homeschooling? Because they don't like that you got a bunch of free thinkers in the homeschool movement. And so they love it when a former homeschooler comes to them and says, listen, you know, we're out and, and we want to we wanna do an article for you. And so the Washington Post, you know, right on, right, right on the day before that Amazon drops this documentary on the Duggar family called Shiny Happy People, and they're going to show you how the lack of un- understanding, as far as I'm concerned, of the true heart of God as it relates to families plays out. And it played out in the life of Jim Bob and Michelle Duggar. I saw these guys out on the road and for years and years, I was like, well, that's, that's off. But hey, you do you. We had no, you have no way of knowing what goes on inside a family. I went to a private Christian school and what went on inside my family was horrifying. And so to say that this is the homeschool movement is just ridiculous on its face. But the article is called The Revolt of the Homeschoolers. And here's the subtitle. The Washington Post just salivating over this garbage. They were taught that public schools were evil. Then a Virginia couple defied their families and enrolled their kids. Bravo, Virginia family, for putting your kids in the cesspool that is the public school today. Listen, I, I understand. Like every once in a while, people come to me and they say, you know what? It wasn't for me. I put my kid back in school. And 15 years ago, I'd have been like, you know what? I, I get it. Right now, our schools openly treat teaching transgenderism, openly pushing gender ideology. All you got to do is take a teeny tiny cursory glance at what's happening inside the National Educators Association to see the wicked agendas that are being pushed in the public school. So for these kids to say, you know, my parents lied to me. There's nothing wrong with public school. Everything's great. Everything's fine. That's a lie on its face. And so if you want to put your kid in public school because you're just tired of homeschooling them, tell the truth. But to cloak it in a lie and say there's nothing wrong with the public school is disingenuous. And, uh, and I frankly don't appreciate it. So they're talking about, you know, these, this homeschooled couple, this husband and wife who put their kids back in public school to the dismay of their parents who, I'm, I've, if my kids decide to homeschool their, or to put their kids in a, in a government school right now, I would be dismayed also because what's happening in the schools is tragic. It really, really is. And so the the Washington Post goes, and I quote, 
I'm going to try real hard to get through this without busting out laughing. Uh, like all rebellions, this one had consequences. Talking about the the decision of this young couple to enroll their own children in a public school. Their decision to send Amy to the neighborhood elementary school. I love how they um, frame it that way. The neighborhood elementary school where the birds are singing and the laundry folds itself and the teachers love you and they and they uh, and they're going to teach you excellently in math, reading and science. Eh, none of that stuff's happening, but whatever. This contributed to a bitter rift with their own parents who couldn't understand their embrace of an education system that they had been raised to abhor. And it led Christina, who until that summer day had been homes who had homeschooled all of their children into an existential crisis. I never imagined sending you to the local elementary school instead of learning and growing together at home, she wrote later that day in an Instagram post addressed to her daughter. But life has a way of undoing our best laid plans and throwing us curveballs. Christina did not describe on Instagram how perplexed she and Aaron had been by a ritual that the other parents seemed to understand. How she had tried, in unwinning defiance of school rules, to accompany her daughter inside the school earning a gentle rebuke from the principal. And, okay, <laughs> first of all, this is part of the reason why most of us are just like, pull your kids out of public school. If if Christina wants to accompany her daughter, Amy, into her classroom on the first day of school or any other day, she should be allowed to do it. And instead, she got a gentle rebuke from the principal. We'll take it from here, sweetheart. I just think this is so, it's amusing to me. Uh, she did not describe what happened after their daughter vanished into a building that they had been taught no child should ever enter. On the first day of school, first not just for one girl, but for two generations of a family, the Bialls went back to their SUV, and as Aaron started the car, his wife, Christina, began to cry. It is what it is, right? So you put your kid in a public school, and now you've co-opted your child's uh, education with the government, and it is what it is. And I would cry, too. So, Christina, I understand why you're crying. Uh, across the country, an interest in homeschooling has never been greater, the Washington Post goes on to say. The Bialls could see the surge in Virginia, where nearly 57,000 students were be being homeschooled in the fall of 2022, a 28% jump from three years earlier. So, obviously, the coronavirus was the catalyst for this. And a lot of people decided, because they could see what was happening inside of the schools, because we saw this on video, we heard the teachers telling parents they didn't tell the kids they didn't want the parents listening in. And a bunch of parents, not just fundamentalist weirdos, a bunch of, of uh, really great parents who just flat out love their kids said enough is enough. And so they're talking about she goes on to to um, impugn Michael Ferris, the founder uh, of the Homeschool Legal Defense Association and the founder of Patrick Henry College, who happens to be a very good friend of mine and is an incredible human being, has been fighting for freedom in this country for a really long time. Uh, then they talk about how over decades, uh, Christian activists have eroded state regulations, ensuring that parents who homeschool face little oversight in much of the country. More recently, they have inflamed the nation's culture wars fueling attacks on public school lessons about race and gender with the politically potent language of parental rights. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Can you see how the Washington Post, Aaron and Christina, is absolutely salivating over the fact that you've decided to turn your people who love you and did the very best they could for you and people like Mike Ferris who've done nothing but good things for the country into the enemy? They're loving this stuff. It's like... Uh, It's like when Pastor Rob Bell went on with Oprah Winfrey and she got him to talk like like he never knew the Lord in the first place. Kind of amazing. She says, but what should be a moment of triumph for homeschool uh, conservative homeschoolers, Christian conservative homeschoolers, has been undermined by an unmistakable backlash. The desertion and denunciations of the very children they said they were saving. Former homeschoolers have been at the forefront of those arguing for greater oversight of homeschooling. Uh, forming a nonprofit coalition for responsible home education to make their case, right? And these guys are going to say what the Duggars did was wrong, what Bill Gothard stood for was wrong, what Michael and Debbie Pearl did was weird and often wrong. And I agree with them. But to attack the homeschool movement is silly and short-sighted and wrong. And that's what they're trying to do. So uh, I, to me, I, I am disappointed in this, like I've been disappointed in so many things. But I, this quote from, from Christina herself, she said, it's specifically a system, talking about homeschooling, that is set up to hide abuse. At some point, you become so mentally imprisoned, you don't even realize you need help. Hey, Christina, I went to a private school. My dad was a Sunday school teacher. Should every private school now be shut down because my dad was abusive inside of that system? It's so ridiculous to paint this the, to paint the whole homeschool movement with this broad brush of abuse because there are people in the movement who have, who have been abusive. Count for me the people inside the public school movement who are abusive. That'll take us some time. Let's count the people in the private school movement who have been abusive. That'll take some time. I bet you anything that if you were to actually uh, statistically stack them up against each other, the parents in the homeschool movement are doing a pretty good job. And so I'm not here to make excuses for abuse. It's wrong. It's wrong in public schooling. It's wrong in private schooling. It's wrong in uh, in homeschooling. It's flat out wrong, full stop. But I'm not going to sit here quietly and let you paint the entire homeschool movement with the broad brush of abuse because you decided to put your child in private or in in public school. And that's what this is all about. So I'm frankly kind of embarrassed that you would out your parents like this, who seemed they didn't abuse you. They taught you what they thought was right. She she puts her list of things that she wants for her husband on here. Dates June 25th of 2004. Here were her requirements for a husband. As sounds like she had been raised to want uh, must love and be an on must love be an on fire sold out Christian who loves and fears and serves the Lord wholeheartedly. That's the first thing she wanted. Must be committed to courtship so our pre-marriage relationship goes smoothly. Again, you guys have heard me talk about courtship. I don't like the semantics of the whole thing. How about you just have your dating relationship honor the Lord? How about we're not having sex before we get married? You know, you, you start bringing courtship into it, then there's all these rules and regulations, and it's just weird. Again, I don't think it reflects the heart of God. We've always told our kids, be wise. And as much as it depends on you, follow Jesus. Three, must believe in full and unconditional surrender of the number of children to God Almighty. Sounds like her parents believed that birth control was wrong. Again, I think just read your Bible. Read your Bible. God said, be fruitful, multiply. If you've had one kid, I would submit that you've done that, right? And we're supposed to love children. He said, children are a blessing. The world says children are a burden. 
But this is what happens when you see the fruit of legalism inside of families, right? So legalism, meaning I'm going to take a what I think is a biblical principle, even though I can't make a solid biblical case for it, and I'm going to frame all of my thinking around these legalistic ideas. You right, so that's a ditch, right? You got the ditch of legal uh, legalism over here. You got the ditch of liberty over here. Liberty says God doesn't care about any of the sin because grace covers all of it. So it doesn't matter how I live, doesn't matter uh, what I say, doesn't matter how I date, doesn't matter any of that stuff. And those uh, that's a ditch also. So whether it's the ditch of legalism or the ditch of liberty, Satan doesn't care. He doesn't care which ditch he knocks you into so long as you're in a ditch. And the fruit of the hardcore hyper-legalistic parenting is almost always rotten. Eventually, these kids decide, hey, I was treated poorly by my parents, or hey, I don't have the relationship with my parents that I wanted to have, or I have a really weird view of God or a really weird view of the country. Uh, Number five, she wrote on here, he must want me to be a full-time homemaker and only have an outside job if it's required or instructed by my potter. She's talking about, I'm the clay in the hands of the potter. And of course, the, the newspaper, you know, makes that sound like some weird wacko fundamentalist belief. And all she's saying was, you know, I really want my husband to want me to be a full-time homemaker. Again, there's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) It's preferred. She wants to play an instrument that could be used to play songs to lead our family in worship. Boy, that's terrible. I, wow. Woo-wee. It's good thing you got away from that. Uh, She wants to like farming and horses and possibly own either one or both. Mm -mm, Sounds dangerous. Uh, She wants to consider missions work, maybe to a Spanish country. That sounds terrible. Boy, I'll tell you. She wants to know, she wants to have known me in a brother-sister relationship for some time before courting me. In other words, she wants to be friends with the guy before she starts dating him. Wow, that sounds absurd. Do you guys see what I'm saying? To me, we're taking the, uh, the world loves this stuff, by the way. The world loves this stuff. They love it when Josh Harris uh, deconstructs his faith. They love it when a homeschool kid who wasn't abused cries abuse and starts to blame the entire homeschool movement for every bad thing that's ever happened to her in her life. And to me, this just makes me sad. I've told you guys before, I don't uh, condone or appreciate the ministry, if that's what you want to call it, of Bill Gothard, that guy. I mean, I called it out a long time ago, Vision Forum. I called that out a long, long time ago. Why? Because I grew up in that stuff. And I'm telling you, the fruit of it is rotten. It's just rotten. But it doesn't mean that the principles that are in the word of God are rotten. It means that certain people applied them in a rotten way. That's what it means. So so now they've got um, a page from a worksheet, a 2012 parenting seminar that was given by a Maryland pastor. And they're talking about rebellion and the the heart of a child. And yeah, some of it's weird. Oh, man, I, I can't even honestly read to the end of it because it's just too, it's, well, it's too much, too much, it's too much work. But let me just tell you right now, what is happening in the public schools is terrible. What is happening in the public schools is they are literally telling your children that there is no God, right? The public school is based on, based on the theory of evolution. Public schools are going to tell your child that they can be four, one of 400 genders. And what are your pronouns? And are you a girl today or a boy tomorrow? And by the way, it could change if you want to be. And you can be a narwhal whale by Friday if you want to be. They're pushing all kinds of things inside the public school that we know to be patently false. And the education that they're supposed to be giving our children is subpar. And that's the truth. And so... This makes me sad, like on a hundred different levels. And frankly, I hope the best for him. Again, I'm just scrolling, 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 scrolling. She outs her parents. 
scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. I feel sad for her parents. I really do. Uh, I don't read anything in here that her parents were bad to her, just that they said, you know, they told her they wanted to, uh, they thought courtship was a good idea. Again, I've told you my my thoughts on that stuff. I can't stand a lot of these parenting uh, manuals and and these parenting programs. I think what happens is young parents, especially in a desire, in a genuine desire to do what's right for their children can latch on to a system that promises a good result. And instead of leaning into the word of God and asking the Lord for wisdom, as you direct the hearts of your children, we lean into these man-made rules and they wind up in legalism. And legalism, it'll stuff the life right out of you. It'll snuff the life out of your homeschooling. It'll snuff the light out of your marriage. It'll snuff the light out of your parenting. Legalism is not from the Lord. God wants us to follow his word and follow his heart. And God's heart is for children. And God's heart is that your marriage would thrive. Jesus said, I came not just to give you any old life, but that I, you would have a life and have it to the full. He came that you would experience abundant life. Uh, I taught in... Florida just this last weekend I did a marriage conference for the for the mothers there and I told them let's talk about sex for a while and I, and I said listen I grew up with a really distorted view of sex because that's what was modeled for me right my uh, my parents who just had a terrible relationship so I heard all growing up what a terrible thing sex was and it turns out my parents were wrong about it God made sex and I always feel like in a healthy marriage Christians should be having the best sex ever because God made it he gave it to you as a gift. God said children are a blessing. He said that you should be thrilled if your quiver is full of arrows, but it should never be a competition between who has who has uh, more kids. That's just silly and it misses the heart of God. God's heart is that we would love our children, that husbands would love their wives like Christ of the church. How did he love her? He laid down his life for her. God's heart is that your family would thrive. And when we are bent into the rules and we don't focus on the relationship and we read books written by people, but we don't read the word of God, we're going to miss it. We're going to miss it. And that's what's happened to this young family. And it makes me sad, but uh, I continue to believe and, and, uh, and want to see the homeschool movement continue to thrive. I think it's one of the best things that's ever happened to my family. Certainly was uh, our decision to homeschool our children. And because we had time with them, we were able to develop relationships with them. Did I do it perfectly? No. But I am so thankful for the gift that homeschooling has afforded my family. And it makes me sad to see these kids, you know, and I, again, my heart breaks for people who were truly brought, brought up in an abusive environment, whose parents embraced uh, a terrible ideology, whether it was unwittingly or purposely because they were just you know, obnoxious people. I don't know what, I don't know why people do that, but I can tell you this. God's heart is that you would thrive and his heart is that you would take responsibility for the education of your own children and that you would walk in relationship with them and that you would train them up in the way that they should go so that your kids can grow in wisdom and stature. And that is the heart of God. And so every time we get away from that, we miss God's heart and then we miss the blessing. The blessings of God are found inside his boundaries and his boundaries are laid out in the word of God. The Bible says bad company corrupts good character. And you can find bad company in homeschooling. You can find bad company in private school. You can find it in government school, certainly. But the reality is that the principle that's laid out on God's word applies no matter where you put it. And the same thing is true for God's application of parenting 
and ap- the and the applications that God puts to that God gives to us to apply to our marriages. When we apply them with God's heart and we do it God's way, we end up in a position of growing and thriving and not the other way around. So I expect to hear from a lot of you on this. I'd love to hear your stories. I'd love if you if if you're interested in coming on the show and talk to me about your experience homeschooling, I'd love to hear it. And I think we've got a lot of things to talk about. I don't think it's a bad thing to talk about it. I think it's fine to call this stuff out. But I want to be fair in the way that we do it so that the homeschool movement, which really is a freedom movement, it's a love your kids movement and has been a tremendous blessing to tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of families all across the United States and around the world. And to impugn it in this fashion seems to me to be absolutely biased and unfair. And so that's all I have to say about that. As you guys can see, if you're watching this on my friend Pastor Jack's network, the Real Life Network, uh, I'm coming to you from one last day here in the studio. The next time you guys see me, I'm going to be broadcasting you from a brand new studio. If you are a subscriber to the Heidi St. John podcast, stay tuned because we're going to be playing for you one of my most requested workshops from Out on the Road. Before I leave today, I want to remind you guys of some events that I'm going to be speaking at in the next several weeks. June 16th and 17th, I will be in Mount Juliet, Tennessee for the Discovering the Heart of Homeschool Conference. And I can't wait for you guys to join me. Every place that I will be can be found at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash events. Just head on over to that page and you can click on the link to register. June 24th, I'm honored to be speaking for the Indiana Association of Home Educators for their 40th anniversary fundraiser. We're going to be raising some money for a fantastic organization that's happening in Carmel, Indiana on June 24th. And then in July, the 13th through the 15th, I'll be speaking for the Chia Convention. That is the California Home Educators Association in Downey, California. I love these guys. I can't wait to go down there and encourage them. Again, that's June 13th through 15th in Downey, California. Finally, September 15th through 17th, I'll be speaking in Sheryl's Ford, North Carolina, for a conference called For Such a Time as This. It's a women's retreat, and I can't wait to have you join me. If you're anywhere in that area, Cheryl's Ford, North Carolina, again, go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash events to register and find out more information. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you for listening. Again, you can reach out to me, HeidiStJohn.com forward slash Mailbox Monday, and I'll see you right back here again soon at the intersection of faith and culture.